0: And we're back in the B block on the MediaVirus podcast. And here we go. In the podcast production system, there are two separate but equally important groups the guests who think they have something to say, and the hosts who completely exploit them. These are their stories. <laughs>
1: We're back, uh, our guest, Izzy Gessel. How you doing, man? How's uh, I'm how's... doing
2: okay. You know that, that that intro it just got me thinking of Richard Belser, who just passed last week, and um, I was really sad.
1: I'm sorry, man. I, I didn't yeah. mean to. I didn't mean to bring you down. Uh, we, okay. I, 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 I gotta tell you, man. I'm uh, I'm a huge fan of uh, Richard Belser. We did mm-hmm. give him a little mention in last week's uh, a, a block, and uh, right before the show. I uh I I went down, I was uh, downstairs watching uh an old like uh like season three of uh you know Law and Order SVU just to just to kind of see Munch, you know. You know what's uh,
2: interesting? You know what I found out in one of his uh obituaries, he played that character on on many shows. He played it on the show Homicide. Yeah, I never knew that. I thought I I I don't know many characters that go from show to show. Not just, like I mean... The same character. It's amazing.
1: Yeah, and it was branded. Like, that's not... I don't remember if Homicide Life on the Streets was a Dick Wolf production. No, um, I don't know. It was a Barry
2: Levinson. Barry Levinson.
1: Right, did. so, I mean, that's a that's such a... Like, to bring that character, like, the, this character. like And and it wasn't so much that character is that I think Richard Belzer was so identifiable. You, yeah. He couldn't... He could play anything, I'm sure, but nobody would accept him as anybody. But if he were going to be a cop, he's going to be that cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, it was. I think it was Homicide: Life on the Streets. Then he went to the Law and Order SVU. But I, I think there were eight other television shows in which he reprised that role. Yeah, yeah, and we did we did mention that and how you know to be known. I, I mean, I don't think there's another to, human being on Earth that ha, can can. Well, there's no one moving now, but there's nobody has those types of credits. I played the same character on that many. Tel-
0: to be fair, credit. six and a half of those shows were all SVU, uh, you know, s- sisters.
1: Well, crossovers, yeah. yeah. Criminal Intent. I'm sure uh, Miami.
0: You know, yeah,
1: all the all the goofy ones that didn't stick. St. Louis. Um,
0: Poughkeepsie. I, you know
1: the new the new Dick Wolf, the new Law and Order. Uh, it's, they have reprised Rollin Order. Sam Watterson's playing the DA. He's older than God.
2: He must be a hundred. Yeah.
1: He's gotta be, man. He looks yeah. and he looks it. He's getting, I think he's getting better. Something I think he was ill and now he's getting a little bit better because he's more he's more stable. Either that or they have him sitting more or something <laughs> like that. And I'm not he delivers his lines. He's he's still the actor. I love Sam Watterson. Yeah. I, love, uh-huh. I do deep, deep, deep love for Sam Watterson. I love the law and order world. You know that's that 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 intro came from a lot of different, you know, different aspects of my brain. Mm-hmm. You know, not he put it together. I'm not, but the the little mm-hmm. like the the you know the media virus logo that looks like the law and order. I just yeah. I kind of did that one day. I just kind of like I want to fuck. This, you know, because I love that world. And losing Richard Belzer was, you know, uh, we've lost so many greats. Norm McDonald, Richard Belzer, uh, Bob Saget. Uh, you know, all these, all these, these comedic minds that I, you know, just, just were drawn to, you know, these were d- good dudes that were dirty comedians, mm-hmm. you know, and not, and it's almost like the opposite of Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby was a clean comedian, but he wasn't, wasn't such a great dude, you know, and,
2: well, uh, the thing just, about them, you know, Belzer used to do the, um, he was the MC at, at it was a Catch a rising No, the, uh, the improv one of those in New York. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, um, these days, comedians, you you get your sh- you get your HBO special, you get your show right away. You don't have to do the hours and hours and hours of driving and doing the the stage mm-hmm. show. I used to do stand up in in the early '90s, and you know you go there, you're driving for two hours, you go to a place they don't even know it's going to be comedy. You got to ch- ask them to turn off the um uh, the the sports channel,
0: mm-hmm. and,
2: and everybody's drinking and nobody gives a shit about what what you say because you're you're the opening act.
0: Yep, yeah. right.
2: and they, and that's how they got so good at dealing with people is that you dealt with people.
0: Yeah, no, I, 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 and it's it's interesting when you some of the guys who who came up through through that talk about being that you know just the camaraderie of of working in that type of scenario with a bunch of guys who understand that you understand that right, yeah. and you know you get some of these com- comics that you you wouldn't necessarily dream of having on stage together, but you 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 find out later on that they they all kind of cut their teeth together and work together. You're like, wow, how great would it be to have those guys in the same room? Because they all had this common experience of of coming through this crappy system of it, it, all right, we'll wait through the we'll wait through your song in the joke box and then then I'm gonna start. You know, yeah. that, that sort of thing. Because <laughs> I've I've been there too.
2: And then yeah, but you don't know which of those guys is going to steal your line.
0: Mm-hmm yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I I learned something when I was doing comps, uh, uh stand up. Um, I, I I um I was really afraid that people would take my 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 stuff. You know, as open mics, you just all. Mm-hmm. And somebody said to me, said they said, you know, is he, Um, you can write funny stuff, and and you can take it to your room and and say it in the mirror, and nobody hears it. You want if you want people to, you know, if you want to be a comedian, you got to have an audience, and somebody's going to take your stuff. But and here's here's what really what really uh, made a point to me. He said, "If you believe you're a creative person, then that line that somebody else takes, that's not your. That's not that's you're not shooting your load there. Mm-hmm. And that really uh, makes sense up. to me. You I you can take it because you're going to hear it, but that doesn't make make me less creative.'
0: Right. Um,
2: and that was a pretty that was a pretty big insight for me.
1: You know, it's it's funny because uh, just with the way the conversation has been winding, I was going to uh, bring up that I was listening my one of my favorite podcasts, and it's my morning routine is uh, the Adam Carolla show. I love it. You know, it's like a it's like a morning radio show, and I really enjoy it. And he has uh, in the weekends he has classics. He you know he, he reruns old episodes or bits and pieces of old episodes, and they were rerunning an interview with Richard Belzer, oh. uh, where he. He told a story of how he told a joke, and and or he was at a, at a comedy club, and Bill Cosby came to see him, and Bill Cosby was talking to him, and you know he told this joke, and then two weeks later this this comedy album came out, or you know sometime later the comedy album came out, and you know he basically heard his, his joke, joke. Yeah. and uh, you know it's funny that I was gonna I'm, you know I'm I'm kind of telling that I'm gonna go tell that story off of a podcast that I heard that I've kind of. Been using to model my own podcast, like I kind of not that I it, when I've been you know started doing this podcast. I really didn't have any idea of what was going on, and then I discovered the Adam Carolla show, and I was like, yeah, yeah, this is this is this is the format. This is how this is how it goes. Like this is this is what's supposed to happen. And so you know, sometimes there's you know there's stealing, and then there's you know that. That gift, yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not conveying my. Mike, do you well, understand what
0: I'm? Yeah, I mean, it was, I, I, just to give an example, um, when we worked on another show together, we were tasked with writing a, a, a bit of comedy, and you know, you and I kind of passed ours back and forth for, for, you know, opinion, and you know, I I went through yours, and it, it you know, I, I I felt like I was. I gave you back a version that I said here. I I put what I think is polish on this, so I'm you know, take it or leave it. But I, I I think I I made it a little funnier here. I, I smoothed it out over here so it flows. But and and that's there. There's a certain finesse to telling a joke, and you can have the bones of funny, but without the finesse, it's it's not the elegant piece. Yeah. It's it's just the bones of of what could be funny.
1: Right. You and I can tell the same joke and get completely different reactions because right. because the joke once you tell the joke
2: that makes it alive and every person that you bring your own character to it or your own that you're talking earlier about pausing we we pause at different times mm-hmm. so yeah. that that impacts the wording differently and the other thing that that i realized is that there's certain times in the universe where ideas go 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 along that don't belong to anybody or everybody, and they just pop up. And I'll, I'll give you a quick example. I, I write a, a weekly piece for on LinkedIn for my for my business, and I uh, often it's about humor and creativity. And I had this idea about a year and a half or two years ago. I was really I, I was cre- I was thinking, it's too bad that you have to die to have people tell you how good you are. Yeah. You know, the, the eulogy stuff. Mm-hmm. And I figured it's really a waste of time. So my idea was I had heard about this um, gender reveal party. So I, I think, why not have a eulogy reveal party where you invite the people who are going to be at your funeral while you're alive to a party and have them tell you what they're going to say. So at least you get the, the benefit of that. Two weeks later, I'm watching the uh, the Larry David show. Curb your enthusiasm. the uh, The opening scene of lo- the last season was him and I forget which comedian. They're going to essentially a, a, a eulogy reveal party, and I realized create its in the air, you
0: know. Yeah, there's certain yeah. things that are out there that that you know it, it, it's not an idea that that necessarily one person could have. It's it it's it becomes a collective. Um, and I I, I like that idea too because when you have a collective like that, you get everybody's take on it
3: mm
2: mm-hmm. and 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 you and you don't necessarily have to own it the the problem with with people stealing it when I was trying to be a a, a stand-up was that I could write something that's really funny somebody steals it the next day they're on uh, Jimmy Kimmel or something they tell right. it I can never tell that joke because everybody I think I stole
1: it yep that's yep. the right that's the issue.
2: that's the issue
1: um yeah. and, and, and that, that's why
2: it's so hard you have to let go to say look once it's out there it's out there.
1: Well, you could also just, uh, you know, you could record yourself now telling every joke that you write, <laughs> right. and you can prove it and start suing people. That's right.
0: Because um, <laughs> that's but, why you get into comedy. <laughs> see, I, I
1: I have I have this. Now, the, the, I think part of the problem, though, is not not everybody has. I don't think everybody has a sense of humor. I know everybody doesn't have the same sense of humor.
2: That's right. Um, that's right.
1: uh, what what do you think about that? Do you think everyone has a sense? Yeah, of humor? yeah.
2: I think I think it's uh, uh, if you laugh at something, you have a sense of humor. If if, if something ha- if something in your life causes you to laugh, you have a recognition that there's an incongruity or a shift in perspective, and you could see that difference, even if it's n- nasty or, or you're laughing at somebody slapstick. You're laughing at some guy fall- falling down. But I think you're right that not everybody has develop their or understand their sense of humor in a way that they it's a, it's a skill set i mean that's what Al, that's what the organization Alchemist is about is about transforming people's abilities um, of which humor is one into uh, recognizing how it impacts their life so you could you can learn to be funnier but you can also learn to find humor in everyday living about overhearing conversations the uh, ironies that happen the headlines that people write Mm-hmm. That's humor too. It's just a matter
0: of paying attention. I, I personally I, love throwaway lines.
1: Throwaway line, yeah,
0: yeah. And stuff that's mumbled under your breath at the end. Oh of yeah, something.
1: no, we're we're lousy with them. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we really are. I had a, um, I had this this quick this thing that happened to me today, and it was this this quick hit of I think it was I think you called it it's Schadenfreude.
2: Shadenfer
1: you're you're happy about other people's misery. I was happy about other people's misery. Yeah. And yeah. uh so what what had happened was I came to work. I work at a at a, a shipping and receiving warehouse in a very old section of Philadelphia, which means it's very tight. And across from the bays where we deliver tractor trailers come in and come out. And we have this this yard across the way to let them be able to do the K turn. And uh, we, have, we have all these signs up and everything, no parking, okay? So I pull in and I've got to park off off street and out of the way, but there's all these cars. Like there's the whole street. is just loaded, parked with cars. And I go get the warehouse manager and we're talking about what we need to do, how we're going to figure this out because we've got deliveries coming. These, these cars can't be there. And I see at the top of the hill, walking down the hill, four Four PPA agents, <laughs> four of them, and I'm like fuck. For those of you uh, outside of uh, Philadelphia, that stands for the Philadelphia Parking Authority.
0: They had their and own TV show, didn't they?
1: they? Had their own TV show, and there was there's a there's a, a saying that says the Lord giveth and the PPA taketh away. Um, I've had many brushes with the with the Philadelphia Parking Authority, so there are four. Philadelphia Parking Authority agents walking down the street with stacks of papers, (laughs) and they are putting them on the cars. And I am just like, uh," I know I'm fine because I'm parked off in the lot. They're not going to go off in the lot, so I am just like, ha! These motherfuckers, ah," because we were literally just talking about we might if we can't figure out who belongs to these cars, we have to tow. We have to get a tow truck and get them out of here. So. Then the, the the one PPA agent walks up to me and hands me a fucking flyer about street cleaning. We're going to start street cleaning next month. And I'm like, oh, fuck, so you're not giving out tickets? She's like, no. I'm like, what the fuck? And I threw the street cleaning flyer on the ground. I walked back into the warehouse. <laughs> Pissed me off. To, I was I didn't know how to feel. It was just all these, this range of emotions. Yeah, you know I mean, what are we talking about? <laughs> no, we're talking about Izzy. So, what do you do, then? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, what 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 I do is I, I work with with uh, with teams and groups on um, on team building and communication skills and getting along. And and the the programs that I use are really based on humor and improv theater. I really when I was in an improv group, so I went from from doing stand up. Uh, where I was middle, not really good, but I ended up getting asked to teach uh, to, to do some programs for uh, humor in the workplace for companies. I'm thinking one day I'm driving to like Boonfuck Ohio to, to, to work in a bar for 50 bucks. and the next day I'm in a pretty nice you know uh, wow. hotel, I'm getting a nice lunch, the drunks are much nicer mm-hmm. yeah. and um, I'm getting paid better. So I got into this the, this corporate um, uh, motivational speaking kind of thing. And I was using my improv experience, which is the scary, for me, improv is scarier than stand-up. Because stand-up, you're by yourself. If you suck, basically you say, thanks a lot, I'm out of here. If you're in an improv group, you have responsibility. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, but I realized I was really stressed out and there was a lot of relationships that you could see the improv, um, creative, uh, taking ideas, building on ideas, um, not trying to hog the stage, all that kind of stuff. So that's that's what I the alchemy is about. Is the alchemy means transforming something ordinary into something special. You know, gold mm-hmm. lead into gold, but 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 that was an example. So um, you know, I started thinking that people are having fun, they're learning stuff, they're playing games, and they go, Oh, I didn't realize I could try to control things even if I can't control them. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm listening to somebody, but I'm not really hearing them because I'm thinking about what I want to say. So there's something, and I I would ask you guys if you think this is true. When we play, we bring out our true self. You are who you really are when you play, even if you have an act when you're in public,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: right? So that's
2: that's one of the things that 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 I I work on. That's where the problem
1: is. Is I'm a dickhead.
2: Well, I can't
1: help that. You know? no, that's that's literally because <laughs> yeah. I my play, like even like my wife gets angry at me, and you know? I I'll go, like I'll try it. Like I'll you know, I know she doesn't like her feet tickled, so I that's one of my favorite things to do. So i like, fucking sneak up on her and tickle her feet. I'm just playing, but I'm it's one of those things. I'm you know, I, I
0: it's fun for you because it is it's not fun, fun for, for me. Her. Right. <laughs> it's fun for
1: me, and I do it because I'm just I'm giggly playing. I'm just playing, but I'm making her angry. Right. So,
2: so so it's really that that's that's an awareness you have that makes sense. So the, the point is, once you realize that what you do with that information is up to you, you call it playing and she calls it torture.
1: Right. I understand that. Um, but th- you but should that's see what I really call sense. torture, though.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, people, people say just kidding. Well, just kidding doesn't mean I didn't mean what I said. It just says I don't want you to take offense at it.
1: Right. No offense, but you're an asshole. You know, exactly. I hear that one.
2: Yeah, that's one of those strange things. Like, like here's one I never got. I mean
0: no disrespect. <laughs> but no, I'm going yeah. to disrespect you. <laughs> my,
1: my mom's my mom's favorite one was I don't want to fight with you, but you are such a fucking asshole. <laughs> and then she just starts screaming at me. So she didn't want to fight. She just wanted to yell. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. But uh, now, like when you talk about like uh, you know putting groups together and, and kind of can you teach Somebody, how to tell a joke? Yes, because I went down this hole on what humor is. Um, yes, and uh, I, I, I found, I found this, this, this line that I really loved. Uh, dissecting a joke is a lot like dissecting a frog. Um, they both, they're both die in the end.
2: <laughs> right, you, you understand? I think it was a Mark Twain thing, right? Um,
1: I, I think so. Yeah, yeah but I, everything's I a Mark details. Twain thing. So. But here's how, here's here's how
2: you, I teach people to tell a joke. And which is just one form of humor. Jokes are stories. And like stories, they have the essential arcs, the, the setup where we meet the characters, the problem, the dilemma that they face, and the solution, the third act. In a joke, in the third act, the punchline is always the solution to the problem with a shift in point of view. That's the structure. Mm-hmm. So a setup, a problem, and a solution where the solution is from a different point of view. Now, if you know that, then all then, then all you got to do to remember jokes is you write down the punchline when you hear a joke. That's the first thing you do. You write down the punchline because most of the time we try to memorize jokes after we hear them, mm-hmm. and you can't rewind because there's nothing to rewind. So you people tell you this joke. I heard this great joke, blah 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 blah. Oh, I forgot the punchline. <laughs> so remember the punchline, write it down. If you know the punchline, which is the solution, you go back. What's the problem that this solved? And who are the characters? Mm-hmm. And then you fill in the details. The details make the story come alive. The structure makes the story make sense. And that's why you hear the same joke over and over again with different characters.
1: Right. That's one of the problems. I, I do like to do is I like to, I like to add in. like I, If I tell a joke, you know, especially to my wife, I have, a, I, I have a fictitious uncle or a fictitious aunt. You know what I mean mm-hmm. like uh, like welcome back Cotter used to do yeah yeah those were great but uh, like uh, like, the, like I was uh, it reminds me that I was uh, I had my son a little boy in church the other day and uh, when we when we you know we sat down and when we stood up to pray the woman in front of us she had her skirt shoved up her ass and my son just reaches over pulls it down well this woman turns around slaps me right in the face. <laughs> I mean, she just, she just, she, she thought it was me. She, she fucking slammed me right in the face. Right. So then I just apologized and we don't, don't do that again. And, you know, the kid doesn't listen. So the next time we stand up, their fucking skirt stuck up her ass again. So he went, he reached up and he went and pulled it out. But I knew she didn't like that. So I stuck it right back in.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. I think the joke my dad told me. Uh huh. I like it.
0: It's a good one. Thanks. And it it you know, it, it fits the mold. It follows the it right. follows
1: followed the, the, yeah. Yeah. it followed yeah. the structure of that of that yep. The
2: setup, the problem, and the solution. But the, the key is that shift in point of view.
1: Right.
2: So you did a you did, that's a great it's a great example because you're thinking the kids pull in, the kids pull in, and then you you're shifting saying, I'll put it back. But
1: right. she doesn't like that. I'll put <laughs> she it She doesn't
2: right. like that. Right. So and, so you got the problem right. and and then the setup. So um that's how I t- I, I can tell so, so, when do you go to court, Matt?
1: <laughs> <laughs> With a lot of jokes, Pete, I don't know if you understood this or not, but jokes can be fictitious. A lot of what comes out of my mouth is complete fiction. <laughs> I hope people understand
0: that. At, at least according to the NDAs that he signed, it's complete <laughs> fiction. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Exactly, but you know sometimes it's fiction. But when you tell a good story, a good joke, there are people who go, "Are you kidding? Is that?" A, are you,
1: is people that have joke? to
3: question whether you're actually yes. kidding or not. That's, right, that's, I get that question a lot. Are, that is that is, uh, yeah, that's a that's something you have to deal with.
2: You have that's part of being a humorist, or that's part of being funny, is that you get this reputation, and then people will. First of all, your status goes up because people who have a, who are known as having a whatever a good sense of humor mm-hmm. is to their friends, that's high level. But there's also a price to pay, is that people don't always know if you're telling the truth. And I, I know when I was coming in to, to to talk to conventions and conferences, and you know I was billed as this humorist, managing stress through humor and humor in the workplace. People would literally come up to me and say, "You better be funny." You know, I heard you're supposed to be funny. You better be. Better funny. be funny. Because there's something about humor that uh, when when you, when you promise it, if if you don't deliver it, yeah. it sucks. That's why when you go to a comedian and they're not funny, it's really disappointing. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you don't really feel that disappointed. When you know. Al. Sorry, no, go ahead. <laughs> ahead. In my throat.
1: What, what what were you trying to? What's the comment you were trying to make there, Pete?
0: Foul mouth, Al. Oh, the comic that we that Pete and I oh. both know yeah, and. To. Yeah, no, oh. I, <laughs> I'm okay with him doing sorry. that.
1: <laughs> you're you're okay with trash and foul mouth, now? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, um, I'm sorry, as you you got interrupted. What were you? No,
2: saying? no, no. You you so that's you you would ask whether you can teach people. Oh, um, yeah. You can expand their sense of humor by making them realize that humor is more than than telling jokes it's really about looking at life and being able you know what my mom used to say maybe your 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 parents used to say about things that we get really pissed off as kids this may seem bad now but we'll yeah. be able to laugh about it later yeah. on that's about perspective that that means when you have a different perspective you have different emotions
0: mm-hmm.
2: and and that's that so you 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 just sort of say okay or you laugh at yourself you know you, you, you just i'm such a klutz <laughs>
1: oh yeah yeah
0: a, a, um, another an, another quality of a joke that that i tend to take with me and use in, in my professional life is is the exaggeration no joke works without a good exaggeration and that's mm-hmm. part of that's the shift of point of view um so i'll use it as a as a way to throw the brakes on in a situation and make somebody step outside of what they're, what they're looking that at they're or what they think they're, yeah. they're looking at mm-hmm. and, and at least see it from the left side instead of just the right side or from the front. You know, just, that, just, that's to, it, yeah. just to shake them enough that, okay, we, we chuckled. We, we, we see the humor in this situation. Now we can actually talk about it without being angry.
2: Right. Because the tension between you has dissolved from the laughter. Yes. You know, this is why kids say funny things to adults, because the kids look at the same thing you and I are looking at and they say something. and We realize, oh, well, that that's weird. <laughs> it's like I have this friend, this story I tell a seven-year-old girl, um, her dad comes home, goes right to his home office. Girl's upset. Why, Mommy, why is daddy play with me? He promised to play with me. The mom says, well, honey, he doesn't have time to finish his work during the day. So the little seven-year-old looks up and says, why don't they put him into a slower group? <laughs> <laughs> Her truth is you don't uh-huh. you don't finish your work. You put in a slower group. As adults, we see the different perspectives. Mm-hmm. That laughter says, "Okay, now, honey, he's the real." He's, but you're, you're really you're, you're you're exactly right, Mike. That being able to break that tension is like a reset. Mm-hmm. Dangerous though, because if they don't
0: laugh, then they're, yeah, they're, I mean it, they're, it, they're, it, it can go horribly south. You have to know your audience. Um,
1: that's it. That was the see that when when I was a kid, I knew if I could make my parents laugh, I wasn't going to get in trouble, no matter what it was. If I could make if, whatever I did, if it was funny enough, I didn't get in trouble, and I didn't get in trouble a lot.
2: Because
1: <laughs> it became my, so funny. I, I, yeah, well, I also realized that my dad really thinks assholes are funny, like the the. uh God. Can I think of his name off? Uh, Don Rickles. Oh, yeah. Uh, My dad thinks Don Rickles is freaking hilarious. You know, so that's the the type of abrasive type of funny you've kind of got to, you know, kind of got to be with him. So that's why, you know, one of the things I want to learn is how to soften up, you know, because I was looking here, uh, you know, you you talk about the the four ways we use humor. Mm. And I'm very familiar with the two, the first two that are mentioned, the shield and the weapon. Mm-hmm. um those are you know th- those are what you're kind of my 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 armor as a youth you know yeah. i grew up i grew up as a uh an, a very overweight kid very big overweight kid named matt you know so when your name just rhymes with fat it's you know fatty matty bomb laddie um <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and 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 all everything that goes with it. And I, you know, I had to learn to I, you know, my, my my fist got hard and so did my sense of humor. You know what I mean? I, so, I, I had to I had to laugh my way out of some situations and I had to fight my way out of some other ones.
0: Well, if you make the uh, joke, it doesn't hurt.
1: That's right. You know, right. That's, that's, that's the, the thing. shield. Yeah. That's yeah. the shield. If you if I if I'm making the joke, you know, it doesn't hurt. And then if I know something about you that I and, and I can tear into, there's my weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I, I destroyed a marriage that way. Um, you know, we both did just because that's what it, you know, when we finally learned that our child had a disability and didn't understand sarcasm, that we really had to like express our feelings.
3: Yeah.
1: I really fucking hate that.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> like I'd much rather make a sarcastic comment and then, you know, exactly how I feel. And I I don't really have to,
2: that's that vulnerability piece. Yeah. You know, it's really hard. So, so the humor, the 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 sarcasm, or the shield, protects you from that. But if you think about the phrases with sarcasm or the negative humor, there's there's a victim there. And if you think of the, the phrases, I left them speechless. I cut them down. I had the last word. I stuck it to them. I you know, all these words are essentially uh, victory words mm-hmm. in, in a fight.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um. And, and, you know, we we see that in, in the news, like, oh, somebody got absolutely destroyed. I mean, it really depends on, you know, uh, when you're talking about politicians and, and things like that. It really depends on the perspective whether, as to whether or not, you know, destroyed. You just, you said words to them. That's all you really did. And, uh, you know, saying words is, is a pretty simple thing to do. I'm sitting here doing it right now and I'm not the smartest, you know, I'm not the if smartest. The people the smartest,
2: buy into right. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so
1: how uh, the bridge and the spotlight, I think are the two that I'd like to learn more about. Can you like elaborate on those yeah. two? The
2: bridge is the humor that connects us. So you and you know we're, we're the two of us uh, we're, talk, we're talking about a third person.
1: right. And that's why we have Pete. So me and Mike are <laughs> shit on Pete.
2: Right. So so <laughs> you and I are connected or we're in a tough situation and and we're laughing together. We feel connected and, and in, in good relationships, right. humor uh, is, is in the part where people are laughing together. Think about it, if you're in a movie or at a party and somebody starts laughing, everybody's going, yeah, I get it. I'm with you. I understand. For that moment, we're connected. And that's yeah. a very strong feeling in a chaotic universe. You know, it so, is. It is. so it's a balance to the sarcasm, which is a one up, one down, a winner, loser thing. A shield is a, is, is a separation, so when we're laughing together about something, we 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 share that perspective, and there's a certain connection there. Uh, the spotlight is humor has this function to distract. So if there's a tough situation and there's somebody in the corner uh, mouthing off or or throwing out you know funny words, that's that's a te- that's the spotlight to them. They they want attention. Or if there's something like I don't know, let's say you talk about cancer and it's very uncomfortable for somebody. Somebody will say something that (laughs) as as some wise ass again to break the tension, but to distract. So the spotlight is the ability of humor. People use humor to either pay attention, bring attention to themselves, the people we've all met who just don't shut the fuck up and think that they're just so funny all the time. Yeah, and
1: got a dig at me.
0: (laughs) I thought it was a dig at me.
2: (laughs) I don't know any of you beyond this. But we're talking generally. um, Or the spotlight is if something is uncomfortable, you break the ice by distracting us something else. So those are the four functions.
1: What's the best joke to tell at a funeral?
2: (laughs) Hmm.
3: That that,
1: that depends on your audience. All right, that's a good point. (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry, I couldn't. Um, You know, one of the... uh, So one of the aspects I'd like to strengthen... Amongst my team, is is improv. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, breaking into like uh, a quick, maybe like a reenactment of a new, how a news story would have gone or something. You know, you understand yeah. what I'm talking about. Um, what improv skills can anyone learn quickly? Like what what can we what like, how can we get started? Just kind of practice. Because you know what's funny. But we, we have a, uh, our BBC correspondent, Stanley Fadden is not here at the moment. Oh. He shows up uh, sometime close to 11 o'clock. You don't need to be around if you don't want to be for that. But he is, the reason he's not here is because he is rehearsing with his improv troupe. He does improv. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of hoping he would you know, maybe ditch the improv one week and okay. sit in with you, but you know, he'll be in later, but.
0: And he's brilliant.
1: He is brilliant, but when it comes to like the fun, like showing us the fundamentals, I I feel like he's hesitant.
2: Yeah, I could show you the I could show you the fundamentals. Just some quick, yeah, just maybe okay.
1: something. it doesn't have to be like an in depth, but yeah, maybe some just some tips. We okay, can... I, I I could do that.
2: I know. So so the 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 reason improvisers are successful is they have three. They, they, there's three basic skill sets that they they play. Um, you you can do this sitting down too. <laughs> I, need to, I, need to, sorry, back, I I, my know, I I'm sorry. My back. My not killing <laughs> me. I'm sorry. I I I didn't know the reason. I understand.
1: So I apologize.
2: That's okay. <laughs> um, so the the three the the three basic skill sets that improvisers use to be successful are presence, acceptance, and trust. And what I mean by that is they learn to always be in the present. Whatever has been said or done in the past is irrelevant they don't know where the story or the scene is going so they have to act in the moment um the second is acceptance improvisers understand the difference between acceptance and agreement this is that yes and i may not agree with what you say but if we're going to play keep playing game i have to accept the fact that that's what you gave me it's you know the offer mm-hmm. I, I may i may want something completely different in order because in my head i want to go this way but if you do something different I drop my thinking. I I have to respond to you, and the third is trusting the process. Meaning, I don't judge you. I don't judge me. I don't judge whether it's good or bad until we get to the end. So, and I have a game that, that I can play with you. It's called actually, all of us can play. But let's let's just do a, a, a warm up um, uh, with Maddie. So, Maddie, the game is one word story. All right. You and I are going to tell a story that's never been told before. And we're going to do this one word at a time, back and forth.
1: Okay. I actually i, I heard the I heard you do this, uh on, on a different podcast, and uh-huh. there was a theme, right?
2: You see, yeah. In fact, we can ask either Pete or, or Mike to give us. A yeah, title that's what, that's what
1: I was going to. Say. That's what I was going to say. If if Mike or Pete want to yell out a theme, a,
2: any that. any story, give us the name of a story that's never been told before. <laughs> Don't think too much. Just a day at up. the
0: track.
2: A day at the track. You want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Uh, would you start? Once upon a time, I went to the track and I lost my inheritance, period. I realized I will not ever be able to face my wife and I should run away. <laughs> Period. The end. There you go. <laughs> so, so then the, the question is: What was that like for you, or even the uh, Mike or Pete watching? So, what, what went through your head?
1: Okay. I, inside, I was, I was really Sorry. nervous. I, I got, I got. It was amazing. I, I, I locked up. I was just like, uh, once a oh, fuck upon. <laughs>
2: you know you didn't you didn't show it it wasn't evident in in my head i was hearing a different story <laughs> right that right exactly because you were playing along that's one of the reasons mm-hmm. that, that it's fun to do with a group and if you and, and so the question is how did you, how did we manage to to navigate all, all you know, that it came out with a pretty pretty good little you know four or five line story
0: interestingly enough matt and i ha- sometimes will write or skits and bits and that's sort of our writing process. Mm. Not not one <laughs> word at a time, but one, one of us will get an idea and start something. Yeah. And say, "Hey, I you know, I left it I left it in the folder in in, in our in our writing area. It, it if you want to look at it and see if you've got anything, and then I'd pick it up and I'd start writing. And I'd write sometimes sometimes you get a couple lines out, sometimes it's pages.
1: Oh, sometimes you take it in a completely different fucking direction. And I, I'd have an idea of where I wanted to go. I'd come back, read this, I'm like, oh fuck, what am I gonna do? And I have to come up with something completely different. And you know, but the difference between that and the one word is like you have to not only try to, you know, you, the word you want to keep the game going. So you, yeah, you're, you're trying more not immediate. to use, you're trying not to use terminating words, you know what I mean? Like I was trying mm-hmm. not to. I wanted to continue like the end and and you know that that type of thing. Um because I was having a good time. Like I said, I was very like I, I kind of felt like oh, I gotta search for, you know, and I noticed that I did something, you know, you said it's a one-word, and I, you know, I did cheat a little bit, listen to a couple of the podcasts that you were on. And uh, you, you talked about the not worrying about perfection. And I I said the I you know, I I spit out two words at once and Almost apologize for it, but I did. Well, didn't. it's
2: good that you didn't, because here, here's here's a lesson we could take from that. We're a team. No team and no, no project is always perfect. So if you if, if if I realized you had said two words, I could have said ah, you know, or that was wrong, and stopped it, and the whole energy would have fallen. A little stumble. We're a team. I picked up with the next word, and we were back yeah. on track we got back in the flow mm-hmm. so this is the way that the the alchemy works where you can show people that it what's more important in this that this this, this silly rule that it has to be one word or the creative teamwork that we're doing to build this the the this story and i noticed that as we started going along there's a certain flow that comes up because we're both sort of you know back and forth ping pong i give it's you a word. yeah i'm not tied to it you give me a word I respond to what you gave me. And there's a certain energy that comes in from the acceptance and, and, and being present. That, that, that's the other thing that, 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 that comes up. You, you were present and yeah, was... Uh, I was present. And um, I, you know, that's the lessons you can take from, from playing.
1: Well, that was, that was, thr- do, do you think it would be, do you think it would be a good idea to go around, do the same thing with everybody or we could, yeah. You we- guys want to? You guys want to give that a shot?
2: Yeah, sure, sure. Why not? Right.
3: Why not?
1: All right, cool. Uh, Pete, what you got to? What's it, give us a story, man.
3: So I went to the bar. Went to the
2: bar.
1: Okay, and that's it. All right. No judgment. There's no judgment, Pete. Nobody's judgment. judging you for your shitty suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> There's
2: no judgment. I was being objective. It sucks. <laughs> <I> was... <laughs> um... <laughs> yeah.
1: Yesterday,
2: I, I... well, yeah. Quit.
1: All right. So yeah, that's good. Good point. Uh, let's do what. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'll go one. Who wants to go two? I'll
0: go two.
1: All right. Uh, Is he's two? Pete, uh, Professor, you three. Sure. And Pete is four. All right. So I'm gonna. Yesterday,
0: I went to my
1: favorite
0: neighborhood, neighborhood bar and ordered body shots for everyone. Period. When. Like that you, the
1: liquor. Oh, wait, Pete. Drinks ran out. We hid heroin. Did you Drink. say did hid? Oh, hid. hid hid. I'm sorry.
0: Heroin still
1: works.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, a
0: cop
1: arrested me
0: and all
1: the hookers that
0: (laughs) were in lingerie. So we
3: Started.
1: Flirting with the cop. Oh,
2: shit. <laughs> <laughs> started. And we'll keep going. Anybody? Oh, uh, uh, I don't know whose turn it is.
1: Uh, all right. Well, that's... Well, that, <laughs> that, 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 that was fun a lot last night. It was kind of a... <laughs> but moving on. Uh, is there now? Is there? You you mentioned some other games. Is there? Is there another game you could?
2: Yeah, there's a game. There's a game called Alphabet Game where we we have this conversation. But everybody who talks has to start their conversation with the next letter of the alphabet. So let, let let's say um, where well, the topic is uh, uh, bars. You know, I could go um, anytime I go into a bar. I like to sit at uh, at the corner so I can see both ends of it. Next person will go, bars are very good for meeting new people. Next person, um, uh, can you tell me what your favorite drink is? Um, Drambouille, man, Drambouille. You know, you get the idea. So oh, yeah, talk. absolutely. Each person just has to start with the next letter of the alphabet. So yeah. why don't we yeah. start um, and tell a story? We can go in the same order. Let's say, what are, what are we talking about? Let's talk about... Um, Daylight Savings Time coming up next week.
1: All the talk that I've heard about Daylight Savings Time being eliminated, I just want it over at this point.
2: But I love the extra hour of
0: daylight. It just makes me feel so alive. Can you imagine if we had that all the time?
3: Damn it, I wish people would just forget about Daylight Savings Time.
1: Everyone needs to forget about Daylight Savings Time.
2: Forget about Daylight Savings Time and remember that uh, it's important to get up every morning and be energetic and enthusiastic and greet the day.
0: Gee willikers, that's a damn fine idea.
2: (laughs) How in
3: the hell are people still using Daylight Savings Time?
2: It's ridiculous.
1: Impossible that we haven't figured out a better way to do this.
2: Just the other day, I heard this neuroscience talk about how she really thinks that daylight savings time should be eliminated because it's better for our brains and our circadian rhythms if we didn't have it. Kill daylight savings time.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh. I can't think of it. Something with L. Lonely.
1: Only are the people who still enjoy daylight savings time. <laughs>
2: Thanks for saving me, Matt. Man, that was a pretty good. That was a good save, Matt.
0: <laughs> Not as good as what Pete's going to come up with next.
2: <laughs> Omg. <laughs>
3: Uh, Can we, you know, just lobby the government to stop making us follow daylight savings time and do something more productive with our lives?
1: Persistence is what is required for this task.
2: Quit arguing about this, all right? Let's just go to the bar, have some drinks, and we can hash it out over there.
0: Really? I mean, there's tequila, there's hookers, there's apparently heroin from our last story. (laughs) We really ought to do this. Sure. This is a
3: great idea. Let's go get hammered.
0: Till tomorrow, I'll be drunk.
2: Usually, I don't drink that much on a Wednesday, but with you guys, I'll make an exception. Very interesting.
0: I, I I didn't see you as that type of guy. Why... I
3: think this is a great idea, guys. Let's go.
2: Xavier Roberts, is that Xavier Roberts? (laughs) Yes, it is.
0: Zamboni driver. That's that's what he did. He was a Zamboni driver. Are you sure? (laughs) Boy.
1: (laughs) That was fun. That
2: was fun. So the, you can play this game like with different levels. You can go backwards, start with Z. That's a tough one. You have everybody write out the alphabet. I had a
1: hard enough time. Dude, I had to say the alphabet in my head. Oh, me too. Every, <laughs> time, every time every time yeah, P A-P was
2: coming. Was, okay. Yeah. lm or else you just pick a letter, start in the middle with P, and then you got to go all around. This is a fun game. Yeah,
1: that was. It's really good. It was challenging. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that, uh, Izzy. Thank you so much for your time today. I it. How can people get in touch with you? Uh, if they want to find out more about what, what you do,
2: um, izzyg.com is the best way, uh, that there's contact information. Um, I, people want to talk about humor. There's some articles about how to expand your sense of humor, some articles about improv. Uh, if anybody has a company, they want to, you know, have some uh, interesting workshops. Um, but, uh, that, that would be it. And, uh, I, re- I had a great time. Uh, you guys are great. Um, I really, really appreciate only that. fans, Izzy. What's that? I said what? No, only fans, Izzy. Oh, oh, no. yeah, yeah I don't think you could afford it. <laughs> <I'm just
1: kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't, Izzy. Honestly, I don't think we scratched the surface. Uh, no, we haven't. Let's and, let's let,
2: it, let's do it again sometime. That'd be. Fun. I, I would be really
1: appreciate that. I, I, I hope you had a good time. We I did. Only had a great time. Oh, we we're gonna. We'd love to have you back.
2: I did, uh, yeah. Just le- le- let me know, and uh, it's really nice to to meet you guys, Pete and Mike. And uh, uh, yeah, uh, it'd be fun to hang out. And uh next, time, next next time I'm in
0: uh, Delaware. Yeah,
1: yeah, come, yeah, come visit. Hang dude, out. There's plenty we'll, of
0: uh, corporate customers we can try to drum up. <laughs> oh here. yeah, dude,
1: there's all kind of, Duponts here. You can. I know all, all the
0: all, all the companies that don't
2: want to be sued, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can
1: give all the you can give the people giving us cancer. You can teach them how to have a sense of humor.
2: Yeah. Not <laughs> 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 look at the right, tumor okay. on that guy yeah all right. just let, let me know i'm uh I'd, I'd love to come back
1: absolutely thank Be you fun. so much Izzy. you have a you have a great day um and you it's too. izzy g.com correct izzy com. that's how you find them guys all right
2: and take care of yourself pete don't uh no more no take more care, no more no more uh, surgeries no more surgeries <laughs> take care i'll all
0: do right. my best as Maddie said, you can you can reach uh, Izzy at IzzyG.com. Uh, you can reach us at 1646-Virus-01 or themediavirus.com. And we'll be back right after this with our C-Block, where we're going to talk about how to survive dating a black woman with Stanley McFadden, do some TikTok nonsense from Maddie's Corner over there, and we've got Just the Tips 29 lined up and ready to go. I'm Professor Mike Clitoris. This is the Media Virus Podcast, and we'll be back right after this.
1: I completely understand. People don't want to come on my fucking show. And motherfucker, I want to work for a big podcasting network. We just have to figure out how to make us sound good enough without getting fucking violations all the time.
0: You hear that little jingle. You know that thing's coming. That's that's your part of the show that you like. Here it comes
1: right exactly fuck it like i don't i don't i don't want to go ultra political by any stretch of the fucking no. imagination that's not where the funny is i want to put together a good show that people would look fucking you would listen to two two three people talking and then maybe interview and you know but you need to talk about something that's why i was like you know